You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. It's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Bradas, Sal Montes, and Zay Galindo. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, Classic Elegance Coaches, the District Pub and Kitchen, Wind Supply El Paso, and New Start Homes. Call into the show at 915-505-609 or interact with the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Here's your host, Adrian Bradas. All right, we are live here. UTEP falls again. This time, 21-13 to Western Kentucky. It's a final. Miners are now 3-7 and seven. overall, 2-4 and four in Conference USA. Their third straight home loss despite outgaining the Hilltoppers 368-282 to 282 in total yards. Miners had so many opportunities. Uh, we sound like a broken record, and UTEP falls short yet again. Injuries are pal- uh, piling up on this team right now, but I still don't find any excuses for this group whatsoever. Uh, you could look at left guard Elijah Klein. I mean, first off, he switched over from the right guard position, uh, and he is now over at the left guard spot, left the game, was seen in street clothes next to Gavin Hardison uh, in this one. And unfortunately for Elijah Klein, he was not able to finish uh, this game, and he was out of it. The Miners uh, were playing without two of their starting tackles. Uh, And when I say starting, I mean routine starters. Uh, Stephen Hubbard, Zuri Henry, those two were out of the picture, out of the mix uh, in this game. They lost Zach Fryer. They lost uh, tight end Elijah Boyd, both tight ends for the Miners, and and uh, UTEP was having to roll with guys like Marcus Vinson and guys who, uh, you know, have really not played a lot of, of snaps for this team. A lot of inexperienced guys played a lot of snaps in this one. But still, I, I mean, I it, it went all the way back to the UNLV game. I was out on them back then. Uh, nothing's changed for me on this team whatsoever. Uh, it's disappointing, but, you know, the... Defense had moments in this game, especially early on. They were just uh, forcing uh, punts left and right. They did a really nice job. You look at Western Kentucky's drive chart. Punt, 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 interception, halftime. Then, out of the half, they went touchdown, 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 punt, and then, of course, the end of the game. So, uh, the second half... Uh, defense was not as strong as, of course, the first half, but the defense gave UTEP so many opportunities uh, to try to go and win this game. Now, you look at UTEP's drive chart in this one, punt, 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 field goal, which they should have had a touchdown all the way down to the Western Kentucky five-yard line, then turnover on downs at the Western Kentucky four-yard line. Uh, Then they turn the ball over on downs to start the third quarter. Interception after that drive. A touchdown drive after that, but that was the long Cade McConnell pass to Kelly Akari for that touchdown grab. Then UTEP punts, and then a sad field goal to close the game out. So they get 13 on the board instead of 10, uh, but really not playing for much at that point. UTEP was pretty much out of it. They wasted all their timeouts early in the second half, which was... uh, 
Uh, something that, you know, uh, to open up another can of worms, we can also talk about. But look, UTEP had more plays in this game, 64-52. to 52. In time of possession, they win that, 33-26 to 26 minutes. They win the uh, passing game today, holding one of the best quarterbacks in Conference USA, Austin Reed, to just 102 passing yards. They forced an interception on him. He was 55% through the air. And they, uh, I'm talking about the Hilltoppers, got everything on the ground, 178 on the ground, only 102 through the air. Miners, oh, on the air, uh, 214, Cade McConnell, 14 of 24, uh, completed almost 60% of his passes, a touchdown and an interception in this game. But, you know, you look at this Miners team, they are depleted. They have lost a lot of their guys, but still, I, I don't give any excuses on this group because before the season started, we heard from the coaching staff staff from this team how much they love their depth and you love your depth until you have to actually throw your depth out there right and uh, that's the case for what where the miners are at right now they're three and seven out of a bowl contention they were really out of a bowl contention for a while now now it's just official and uh, you know for the miners they are going to have to find purpose in the rest of the season heading into a bye week in which they're going to try to get healthy and then you look after that bye week on the road against Middle Tennessee, a home game against Liberty. What kind of purpose does this team have? They're going to have to do some soul searching, and you're going to just have to see who yeah. actually wants to play these final games. No, for sure. I, I think um, you know if you're a minor who's an upperclassman or with with future plans, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, um, you're just going to try and relish in these last two games and go out on top as your tenure or during your tenure as a minor you know in your final two games so that that's really what I think is going to be on on a lot of people's minds like hey after this Liberty game there's no more minor jersey for them whether it be graduation or transfer portal so um, that's really what you're playing for is just that pride and some feel good uh, before those next steps. Hey before we get out to Zay and before we get out to JJ minor fan just want to talk quickly of how this game went and I, I want to preface this uh, edition of minor talk by saying I don't think we need to go long I don't think that minor fans are going to say anything different than what they've said in uh, weeks past or games past but if minor fans have frustrations they want to air on the program now's the time to do it 915-505-6009 give us a call we'd love to bring you on the show 600 ESPN El Paso on social media on Twitter or you know that's how it's formally known now now known as X uh, and you could also check in with us on our free mobile app as well um, you know before we get things started on the phone lines also want to let everybody know about the Oscar at the agency they always supply great giveaways for us at our table Tailgates each and every UTEP game. Uh, before the game, we were out at the District West. It was awesome. We got a chance to hand out some great sunglasses, got a chance to hand out some seat cushions as well, and then also got a chance to uh, give out some awesome giveaways. And we got to give a big shout out to the Oscar at the agency. In fact, if you know somebody who could be a perfect candidate for their Hometown Hero Award, uh, check out their website right now, OscarArietheAgency.com, and you can actually nominate a Hometown Hero today. That is OscarArietheAgency.com. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number, 600 ESPN. I'll pass on social media as well. This game was pretty much 0-0 and then 3 nothing for a long time. Miners went into 
into the half with a 3 nothing lead, which was frustrating in itself. Miners should have probably been up 14 nothing, at least 10 nothing on that, uh, you know, to close out the first half. But nonetheless, they didn't. They were stumped on fourth and one. They went for it uh, late in the first half instead of kicking the chip-in field goal, uh, which I was okay with. I I was fine on that, but I wasn't okay with the play calling. They had four straight run calls on that red zone drive, which would drive you crazy in itself. Then to start the third quarter, the Miners had some juice. It was a Cade McConnell pass to Kelly Akari, a pickup of eight. 18 yards all the way to the Western Kentucky 38. Miners were on the move on their opening drive. And look, UTEP needed to score on this drive. They needed to prove to people that they could put together a drive and actually finish it off. Uh, UTEP then decided that they were going to punt at the Western Kentucky 34-yard line. Remember, UTEP's leading 3-0, 11 minutes left in the third quarter. This is just the first drive of the second half. And instead of taking a delay of game and being backed up a little bit more to end up punting, UTEP took a timeout. And I'm, I'm sitting there just bewildered. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised anymore on the timing of these timeouts. Maybe I shouldn't be. But I still was just one, like dumbfounded. What, how could they call a timeout in that situation? Well, UTEP ends up going for it. They didn't convert. It was Western Kentucky ball at their own 34-yard line. Way too many opportunities at that point for the offense to score and just could not do it. Two plays after that failed fourth down conversion, Western Kentucky running back Elijah Young broke away for a 64-yard rushing touchdown, and the rest is history. How is UTEP going to play from behind? They allow a three, or they have a three and out on the next possession on offense. They give it right back to Western Kentucky. They score on a long 16-play. 54-yard touchdown drive lasted almost nine minutes, and that ended the game effectively. That's how this one ended. And Sal, it's yet a, yet again another frustrating loss uh, for a lot of minor fans to swallow. No, um, it, it really is because this is the same movie that you've seen plenty of times throughout the last years. Uh, right? I mean, just What's n- different? What's different? The uniforms of the team that they're playing. There you the go. The school that they're playing. Uh, in all seriousness, no, that's really the, the biggest difference. And um, another thing, too, we talked about this during the um, uh, the first minor talk of the day, and that was how one of the keys would be to, um, to take care of the ball, which, I mean, there were some turnovers, but relatively when it mattered the most, um, them giving the ball away is, is what tortured them in this game. And what I'm getting at is UTEP picks it off. Yeah. They're in Western Kentucky um, territory. Uh, matter of fact, not Western Kentucky uh, territory, rather, but they pick it off. Next thing you know, Western Kentucky goes on that big drive, so they score off of the interception, and then they get their own interception and um, score uh, down the road again. So for Western Kentucky, man, just keeping the ball and keeping it long, keeping the ball away from the minors, that that was their adjustment. Say, hey, we're going to get these short gains and make a lot out of it. We got full phone lines. Let's get right to it. 915-505-6009. Zay's going to start us off. JJ Minor Fan will come up after that. We also have Tyrone and George, who are all waiting patiently. Hang in with me, all you guys. Let's start off with Zay, our very own. Zay, you got a chance to be at the game. You were there uh, also for the press conference. Give me your assessment after this one. Yeah, you know, in, in the press conference, it was it was an an unusual one. I think Dana Demel, he was visually, you know, he was frustrated. He wanted to win that game, and he talked a lot about missed opportunities. He didn't shy away from it. 
uh, when the El Paso Times Brett Bloomquist he asked about you know the the red zone play calling and you know the run heavy approach. And Danny Dimmel said, yeah, he thought about passing the ball, but he thought you know running the ball would give him the best opportunity when he has that offensive line and the you know the running backs that he has. He did admit though that um, on that fourth down before halftime when uh, they ran it up the middle. It was the wrong play call in retrospect. And, you know, he didn't say that they would have liked to have passed it instead, but he did say that if they would have ran that outside, it's almost a surefire touchdown. So, you know, he, he did admit that, you know, that wasn't the right play call at the time. And um, KTSN's Colin Deaver did ask him about, you know, his future with the team and if he'd had any talks with uh, athletic director Jim Center about the future, considering the way this, uh, this season has gone. And his response is just, you know, they've had a tough – uh, tough schedule. They've had injuries, and that wow. you know, going out there with the four-string quarterback today and putting the performance up that they did, you know, it speaks for itself. That's what he said. So, not much of an answer, and not the answer that most fans uh, would have been looking for. But you know, th- that's what he said, and it was just an interesting press conference today. Well, so uh, credit to Colin for asking that because, uh, you know, I I get it and I understand why he's asking it. Uh, I remember being in those press conference rooms uh, during the final, I guess, games of Sean Coogler's era and how frustrated uh, that coaching staff was when that end uh, to their tenure was. And so for Dana Dimmel to kind of answer it the way that he did right there is pretty interesting in itself. I don't know, Zay. I'm I'm just kind of uh, torn right now. It's torn between purpose and torn between you know starting new or looking to the future, whatever that is. Did you see anything different on the sideline? Oh, uh, we lost Zay there, but I was going to ask him, you know, if you noticed anything different. There he is. One um, you know, if you noticed anything different on, uh, you know, as far as the sideline goes. So I'll ask him here again. Zay, uh, we'll get you on again. Um, we just lost you briefly, but you're. Did you notice anything different on the sideline this time around? Uh, when you were, uh, uh, you know, on the sideline getting a chance to watch the minors? Yeah, um, it just it felt a little more depleted than normal. And, um, you know, UTEP, I think most of their retros, they weren't even at the game or on the sideline. I did see, you know, quite a few players in the stands. So it was just a little more depleted, low-key. Just kind of, you know, we're here. You know, we're just here so we don't get fined, you know. So it just felt depleted. There wasn't much energy and, um, yeah. Got it. Well, Zay, great job tonight. I really appreciate everything. We'll check out your content up on the website here later on, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. Okay, man? Uh, let's keep things moving here on the phone lines. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. JJ Minor Fan is next on the program, 915-505-6009. JJ Minor Fan, what's going on? It's been a while, gentlemen. It's been a while. Been a while, oh. JJ. What's happening? No, it's just um, the players are playing for themselves. They're not playing for the coaching. They're not playing for the coaching staff. The uh, coaching staff realizes the writing's on the wall. It's over. It's over. It's done. And the fact that that the fans are not behind them anymore, it's, the players are playing, like I said, playing for themselves. So, I mean, what do we have to get behind Players or the coaching staff, it's done. And center needs to realize, center needs to realize and pull the plug. But he's not going to do it. 
Why do you say that? Wait, why do you say that, JJ? Because a center is not the kind of the AD to do so. So what? So what do you do? You run it back a year. You uh, you don't hold the coaching staff accountable to this point because some some kind of change. All right, like take center aside from this. Don't don't say it's him. Any AD. In this situation, something's got to change, right? I mean, back-to-back seasons, a missing out of bowl game, and a season in which you had high expectations, something has to change for next season, right? Exactly. You're exactly right. But is Sanchez the guy to do it? Probably not. He's there for a paycheck. That's it. And it's embarrassing because the players are playing their hearts out. The ones that are there... Because you, you, players, some have quit. You know that, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I know that. We've talked about it and well-documented it out here on the show. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Some have quit. And some are there to play and playing their hearts out. So we need to support them. Support the ones that are there playing their hearts out. And center needs to pull the plug. And if center not the one to pull the plug, then pull the plug on him. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's, fans are there to support them. We love our minors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, I hear you, JJ, and I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I just, you know, I would say this. It, it, it doesn't have to be any. It could be Jim Center. It could be Mario Mocha. It could be any athletic director. When you see this kind of production or lack thereof, there has to be some kind of change. And look. Uh, the the um, excuses that were brought up off the answer uh, that you know Colin asked in the press conference about you know his future, the excuses about the hard schedule and the injuries. I mean, I throw that out the window. There's not. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm. This is your six injuries are going to happen to every football team across yeah. the country. I know. He said it after the after the game to the broadcast that he's never seen injuries stack up like this, which, you know, hey, that, that might be a question uh, that we might have for their strength and conditioning program, right? Because that was highly lauded over the offseason, and look at what's happened this season. And, you know, another part of it is the depth got tested, and I remember before yeah. the season started hearing all the hype about these twos, and we write, we wrote about the twos, we talked about a lot of these twos and threes, and yeah, maybe at some of the positions they've gone all the way to their fourth strings, uh, but still, that doesn't that, that still does not uh, resonate with me as far as an excuse. Um, and the flip side with the hard schedule, come on, no, come on, and, no, and, come on. I'm not even, taking that. Even no. to the um, the injury part as well. When some of these guys were healthy, they were still losing games like this. So you can't really no. use the the injury excuse. Now you could say it's been challenging. I'll agree with that. However, yes. that's the name of the game, though. You got to rise to the occasion and. These guys relatively did okay in that realm. It's just people are forgetting Western Kentucky is a way better team than UTEP. This is a oh, team yeah. that could finish 8-4 and four in the regular season and potentially um, play for that Conference USA championship as well. You want to talk hard schedule. Uh, okay, this final stretch is a hard schedule. Western Kentucky, Liberty, uh, and you know even Middle Tennessee to some extent, but FIU, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, uh, La Tech, you know 
I, I just don't have those teams in that same conversation. Hey, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. We'll be back and talk to Tyrone in less than 10 seconds. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. One telephone line just opened up. Let's uh, continue right now. Here is our next caller. He is Tyrone, who is joining us next. Tyrone, good evening. What's happening? Hey, how you doing this evening? Doing great. How about you, Tyrone? How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. Uh, thanks for taking my call this evening. Oh, of course. Give me your thoughts on this one. What, what do you think? Well, it's always difficult when a team is not meeting expectations. So that's always difficult for the players, for the coaches, for the fans. It's difficult for everyone. You know, I just think that at a certain point, maybe you want to start looking at some of your younger players, some of your highly recruited players, and maybe see what you can start doing with those guys if you're no longer bowl eligible. And at least try to look forward to something next year and something to build on possibly. You know, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. I think there are a lot of younger guys on this roster. Hey, we've seen young guys get playing time on this team. Let's, you know, let's not uh, undersell, undersell that. But at the same time, I want to still see some of the younger players. Today we saw uh, Yamil Oaxaca. Why don't we see him more in the receiving game, man? I, I want to see him play a little bit more. I know that they're throwing guys like uh, Imari White, who's barely kind of coming onto the scene for them in the receiving game. We saw a little bit of Zach Fryer before he got injured today. Uh, Marcus Vincent, by the way, caught a 29-yard catch, but I I want to see more of some of these younger guys, even, you know, selfishly, I like to see some of these local guys because we've covered them over the years and it's a lot of fun to see them as well. We saw, l- let me see, Tyler Williams, uh, Logo Logo Vaugh, he's a younger guy as well that we got a chance to see today. Jake Hall, uh, a junior, but hasn't really played much at all for this team. So we're starting to see some, but it's more based on necessity. Now that UTEP's out of the mix as far as a bowl game, yeah, I'm with you, Tyrone. Let's see everybody else try to rise to the top i'm all on board with that and and i think that can be good also for the locker room and for the morale and then i think also what it could do is it could start to foster a mindset of competition where now people just don't assume that i'm gonna go ahead and get that spot in that position and play on saturday that i actually got to go out there and compete and then even if i'm a senior finishing off my career i need to compete all the way to the end so I think it just has a lot of benefits when you can do that with younger players. Yeah, yeah. it's also sad, Tyrone, because you say some of the senior players, it's even some of the junior players or routine starters who unfortunately, and I, I say this with all um, – like being completely genuine, sometimes they check out on plays, even the veterans, and maybe it's because they're out of the picture in these games, like late in this one when they're down 21 to 10 and they're uh, kicking a field goal. Some of the guys, just the body language is not good whatsoever, and it's guys who have been here and guys who've been on this team for a while, so that's a little disappointing. So, yeah, maybe open it up. Uh, Allow other players to see the field. Why not? What are you losing at this point? Uh, You're absolutely correct. I mean – you know, you're just trying to really foster uh, competition. And I think when you really put out an atmosphere of competition, it makes everyone compete. And when everyone competes, then you get the best out of everyone. And I think that's what you want in the end is you want a team 
where everybody's out there competing, everybody's out there fighting, but then everybody wants to come together because now you're trying to pick that guy up. But on the same token, if that guy's not doing what he's supposed to do, there's somebody ready to step up and play ball. Good stuff, Tyrone. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009 brings up a really good point there about other guys playing. We'll keep things moving, and we'll keep uh, going on here on Minor Talk as long as we get calls, but we might end a little early knowing that this is, this is oh, man, this edition of Minor Talk reminds me of the La Tech loss, reminds me of other losses earlier this year, even like the UNLV loss at home, uh, reminds me a little bit of the Battle of I-10 loss, although that one was just like a colossal disappointment to a lot of minor fans. I don't know why. I mean, I was, again, I was pretty much out after the UNLV game and maybe the La Tech game as well. But nonetheless, let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009 to get into the program. If you've been trying to weigh in, we just opened up a line. Get in now. Now, Five five zero five six zero zero nine. Next up, he is George. Uh, let's get him up on the phone lines. George, good evening. What's happening, man? How's it going, Adrian? Hey, hey, you guys do a phenomenal job. You, Isaiah, and 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 everybody in the station, just awesome job. Thank you. You know, man. unfortunately, unfortunately, we came to another loss. I, I agree totally with you. Uh, Demo saw it himself, and, and and it was frustrating to see as a fan getting into the halftime, getting so close and get so far away. Uh, there was no creativity, no no uh, no uh, lack of a better word, no uh, punching it in. I mean, I don't I don't understand why he wanted to force it inside and just go outside, just go try something different. Why? Everybody in the stadium knew what they were going to run. I mean, Western Kentucky knew what they were going to do. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I, I didn't see any creativity. What happened? Uh, uh, touching on what Tyrone said, I've said this all along. Had there been a spirit of competition from the get-go, and, and as you were saying and, and Sal was saying, you know, you guys were talking about the twos and threes. Why is there not a spirit of competition throughout the the season that the better man play every game, the better person that competes day in and day out, whether you be a senior, freshman, I don't care who you are. If you're going to come and contribute, why not start the game? Why make it, okay, uh, this, uh, this one running back, you know, if he's not producing, get somebody in there that will. That's that's all I'm. The, my frustration, lack of coaching. I don't know what's going to happen with the future with Demo, but you know whatever it may be, I hope it's a positive thing that comes out of all of this. I mean, I, I hope Center sees it for what it is, and you know it's frustrating as a fan to see it. But when your AD is not seeing it, then it's just it's just you're 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 talking to deaf ears is what really basically. Hey, George, we're on to basketball season, man. Uh, you excited for that? Yes, I am. And you know what? I, I got a chance to go out and see the girls. I love what I saw. I mean, I, it was a little close for comfort, but, you know, I wanna, I'm excited to see the guys. I haven't had a chance to. But what I saw from the girls, Keith Adams has, has a pretty good squad, and I, I think we're going to be able to compete in Conference USA. I want to see Kalu. I want to see some of the guys that returned. 
uh, Tay and everybody else. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see them on Monday and see what kind of product they put out. You know, it's, it's exciting. Miners all the way, baby. Okay, man. I got you down. I appreciate it, George. You're the man. Let's keep things moving on the phone lines. 915-505-6009. Next up is Milkman. He is joining us next. Milkman, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, Adrian? How are you guys doing? Hey, we're hanging in. Send our best wishes to your pops. Send your best wishes to all our family, or your family as well. Milkman, how's everything going, man? What do you think of this one? It's going all right. I, I, I appreciate that about my dad. Uh, we were there tonight, uh, me, my dad, and my son, and, you know, once again, blah, 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 no timeouts left in the fourth quarter. Like, do, do you realize there are there are actually schools that play football that have timeouts left at the end of the game? And then like, they can actually come back in games when they're down only two scores and there's over seven minutes left on the clock. Yeah, I hear I'm you. Like, but I, I don't even know what that would be like. Like, that would just be like Christmas. But I got to say, the icing on the cake, like, what topped it all was going for that field goal at the end where it is absolutely <laughs> meaningless. That was like, to me, that was Dimmel giving a big middle finger to all the fans. Like, that was completely meaningless. So you don't, so you don't get it. At least try. A field goal is completely and utterly meaningless at that point. Like, that, it was just, I mean. Oh, I, I don't know, it. Milkman. They covered the spread with that one. They covered the spread. Okay. So then, that, <laughs> so then that's the question, does Dimmel have money on the game? Like, why, why would you do, like, what, what is the point here? You know what I mean? Like, why, why? I, I don't get it. Like, yeah, okay, great. They covered the spread. Big whoop. Like, you know, unless you got money on the game, the fans want to see something that actually means something. You I'm with you. Mean? No, no. I mean, come on. I, I'm the – I am anti – field goal late in the game. Uh, I call it like a sad field goal. The Rams, I'm a Rams fan. They kicked a sad field goal. Uh, you know, I think it was like in the first month of, of the NFL. And I was thinking to myself, man, Sean McVay must have had money on the game or something. But regardless, yeah, it, it, it's just like, what, what are they doing? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how it feels. I mean, but, but again, like I said before, blah, blah, blah. This is all the same old non, like, don't you guys get tired of us, like, you know, like the last caller talking about the play calling and everybody knew, like, I has there been a hundred minor talks now that it's been like, yes, everybody knew in the stands what the, what the play was going to be. Like, this is this is old news. Like, we, I, I just, I mean, uh, I, I can't say anything that hasn't been said, but it's like, I mean, it is time to move on. Like, Re- ready I, for basketball season, Milkman? I, you're a big basketball oh, 100%. guy. 100%. Absolutely, yes. We're, we're going to be there. I can't say we'll be at all the games because there's a lot of games in basketball, but we right. will definitely be there. Me, my son, my dad. Uh, we're looking forward to it because I got to say, I think the team's looking good. I mean, you know, this is without having seen them in an actual game yet, but I mean, I'm feeling good about it. I got to say, I'm feeling good. But I mean, how could you not feel good about it when, you know, you're the last thing you saw is this football team? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh. It's all uphill from here, I hope, uh, Milkman. I hope. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in as always. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, getting in here on the show. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Before we continue with our phone calls, let's burn through some uh, posts on social media right now, and then we'll get to our next caller here as well. Uh, Gabriel G- Grijalva. 
checks in on social media. Awful goal line offense. I feel bad for the defense. They've played a great game. Dimmel Ball never fails with the timeouts. That's coming from Rip City Trades. This is coming from Joe Woodyard. Being a UTEP fan is something you have to actually reach out and want because it's re- a really hard thing to do. Hashtag picks up. Hashtag men of minds. Hashtag minor talk. Felipe Candelaria checks in. The defense is playing well, but the offense needs to put it in the end zone. The defense is only going to hold up for so long. Uh, Andrew checks in. We are a joke of a football team. This is minor in Wisconsin. It might be the worst homecoming crowd ever. Attendance tonight, by the way, 11,111. That's 11111. Uh, This coming from CR. Sad. This coming from Rod Munch. UTEP had less fans at the 2021 homecoming against Old Dominion. Joe Chacon checks in. What's worse is Henry was right there instead of helping his quarterback up, and he walked right away after the sack uh, late in the game. None of the offensive line went to help Cade up. This shows you how bad it is. As a former lineman, you always help your quarterback up. Shows that there is no cohesion out there right now. At 600 ESPN El Paso. Coach Dana Dimmel not only pissed, pissed off minor fans tonight, but also those that bet on the spread. This minor talk is going to be extra salty. Getting my popcorn ready now. Hashtag reppin' from Colorado. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag Zane is in training. Joe Chacon, former offensive linebacker. Get out of here. Come on. No, I don't believe it. Uh, let's keep it I'm moving. All in. <laughs> Um, you're all in. I love it. Um, Rip City Trades. Dimmel and his stats, they sound like more like excuses, and they got old last season. Uh, Manny David. Different week, different opponent, same old UTEP. I feel bad for the players. Dimmel, not so much. Unfortunately, I don't see Dimmel being fired nor his contract being bought out. More of the same in 2024. Sigh. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, this is coming from Mark. This is the excuse every week. Coach coach up the guys that can go up and stop using injuries as an excuse. Injuries aren't affecting the bad play calling that happens week in and week out. This is coming from Joe Chacon again. We were the better team. Agree with this. Unfortunately, the play calling again was ridiculous and off. Also, do they practice the two-minute drill? Asking for a friend. So frustrating to see no sense of urgency. Hashtag UTEP made Dimmel a millionaire. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one right there. Uh, hey Alberto, we don't have uh, we got you you got to come in over here if you want to get in on the show because uh, but we don't have headphones for him so that's the only bad problem. We got to figure we got to figure out what's going on here. That's the only problem. Alberto, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that you can get some headphones here. We have no headphones whatsoever. Uh, we got to get a splitter here or some kind of uh, some kind of a thing for him. Either way, let's keep things moving. Uh, our man Alberto just got here as well. King Eric checks in. Now the football season is over. How many games do you think UTEP basketball is going to win? Mm, great question. I got to ask this to both uh, the brain trust here right now. Um, right now, Ken Palm, I referenced this earlier, and this is the advanced analytics website I always reference on the show here on Minor Talk. Ken Palm rank, uh, says that UTEP this year on their projection model, which they 
pick every single game, wins and losses, which is really cool in itself. And it's worth, by the way, the $21 for KenPalm.com and the access that you get because it's a great great platform where you could just read about UTEP and just see how the the nerds interpret UTEP basketball when it's all said and done. Um, you know, when they have it, their model right now has UTEP men's basketball finishing 17 and 12, 8 and 8 in conference play. And, uh, and, and that's the, and that's one of those things that, um, you know, I would see, uh, I think that UTEP, when it's all said and done, on the uh, you know the opposite, or excuse me, on the basketball side. I'm sorry, I'm just so distracted right now. On the basketball side of things, I think that they could finish 18 and 11 when it's all said and done. Maybe nine and seven in conference play. That's my pick. 18, 11. Maybe they sniff 20 wins, and if they get to 20 wins, I think that's a an overachievement right there for this men's basketball squad. Um, you know, once uh, I'll ask you this. Now, Sal, when you look at this men's basketball team next year, or this upcoming season, gets underway on Monday officially, how many wins? If you had to put a number, even just an early assessment on this team without seeing anything, how many wins do you see this UTEP men's basketball team having? Uh, Last year, what was it? It was 14 and 18? Correct, 14 and 18. Um, I don't know how many they have scheduled. I'm guessing somewhere within like the 32 to 33 game range. So whatever uh, – okay, here, I'll tell you exactly how many they have, Sal. So it is it is 29 games, 29, 29 games on the roster. Out of the – I mean on the schedule. Out of the 29, um, you know what? I think, I think the over-under – would maybe be 17, and I'm going to go over. Man, you got the over-under right there. It is, like, right at 17. That's what Ken Palm has w- it. Would we say 16 and a half? So I said 18. So I said 18, uh, okay. but it's I, I would say 17 and a half. Okay, got it. I'll still go over. Okay, I, I got you. Uh, Alberto, he's our uh, third member of our broadcast team here right now. Uh, you can use this microphone here, Alberto. You give me your assessment. First thought on the men's basketball schedule. How many wins are they going to have this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stick with 17. Wait, you got to speak into the mic. No one heard you. Yeah, I'm gonna, if I had to bet, I'd stick at 17. Okay, you'll you'll stay right at that 17 number. Good stuff, Alberto. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Uh, Rob is joining us next. He's been patiently waiting here on the phone lines. Rob, good evening. What's happening, man? No, nah, not much, man. I've been trying to get on for a couple of weeks, but it's you know the timing hasn't worked out. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. I know we've had uh, you know busy couple of weeks, but I really appreciate you joining us now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I I don't really want to talk that much about this game, more so of like uh, like kind of the status of the program. Okay, and go for it. Yeah, just go for it. I, that sounds good. I just I just can't. I can't describe it any other way. It's uh, right now. It's essentially it's a, it's a clown show. That's what it is. And it was, you know, the the nail in the dagger for me was that um, that Sam Houston game, right? Like this team has never won a Division One game. They're zero and seven. Like it's all stacked up for UTEP to just go in there and blow them out. And they're down two touchdowns. And they had to. They, Sam Houston State had to basically hand them the game. Uh, to win the game, and then the most UTEP thing ever, they packed the wrong uniforms, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. That just, and tried that to just, just brush me, it off like no big deal. You, you can't even pack the right uniforms. Like what, like, what are we doing here, right? 
So the fact that Western Kentucky came in here at four and four and made, um, I felt like it was there tonight is 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 UTEP faithful. Like there's a lot of people that they used to pack out the Sun Bowl when you know Texas Tech came and it was sixty thousand people there. There there's a lot of fakes there. Like I felt everybody that was there tonight is is diehard because if you're there. After Sam Houston, I feel like you're 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 diehard. You can't you can't say it any other way. This is a a clown show, and the worst part is now that they're on national television on Wednesdays. Now the whole nation has seen it. You know you can't hide away on on Conference USA TV or you know NFL Network. You know the whole nation has seen it now, and it's it's embarrassing. Like it's it's embarrassing because. I feel like I'm the. This is the only team that I've seen that on this season in college football that just has an anemic offense. Every, everybody has creativity. Everybody can air it out. Everybody could do everything except UTEP. I feel like we're watching uh, something from the Stone Age, where it's fourth and one, and we're just running dives. Well, Rob, let me let me just I I just want to ask you what you would say to when uh, somebody on the UTEP side of things says, well, the injuries have piled up and the schedule is hard. The schedule's not hard, bro. You play Jackson, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston, Incarnate Ward. Like your schedule is not hard, right? Like I've I've lived through UTEP going to Oklahoma, Boise State, uh, UAB when they were in their prime. UTSA, like you've had way harder schedules than this year. You know what we can we can look back to, and I, and I hate to, you know, I, I hate to reference Vegas because I'm a degenerate gambler, but let's look at the let's look at the projected schedule. They were projected to win a lot more games this year than than they are right now. Five and, and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half, and they're not going to sniff that right now. What are they at? Three. Three. They're not getting five. They have to win out. What do they got? Middle Tennessee State and Middle Tennessee and Liberty. And Liberty. That's correct. On the yeah, road at okay. the Blue Raiders and then home against the Flames. Yeah, it's it's not happening. And you know, uh, as far as what happened tonight, um, you know, Demo either bet UTEP or he gifted the betters a, a free one at the end with the eight and a half. Um, that's probably what it was. He fell bad uh, for the UTEP betters, and he said, "Hey, I'll give you a treat. Go home with a, you know, an extra hundred bucks or whatever you put on it." That's all it was, honestly. And you know, you saw his emotions after the Sam Houston State game. He was he was acting like he won the Super Bowl, and I don't want a coach that acts like he won the Super Bowl after he beat an 0-17. I want a coach that acts like he's been there, that expects success, and it's the status of the program is is. It's like we're in shambles right now, and I hope that, uh, you know, three weeks from now we have, you know, we announce a, a new head coaching search, and I hope that Stenner really looks for somebody that's young and motivated and is not looking to come to El Paso and retire in their last couple of years.
All right, Rob. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, brutally honest from Rob as far as a check-in on the uh, state of the program. And, Sal, the interesting thing is Rob's referencing a lot of things that happened weeks ago, and I think that's how minor fans are. They were checked yeah. out weeks ago. But Rob is like some other minor fans, uh, a diehard who's just going to show up no matter what, and he's going to yeah. suffer or he's going to be the benefactor of a win maybe, but it would be more of an upset victory. He's just the guy who's going to support no matter what. And you know what? It's a sentiment of the masses, and, and he's not one of the masses. You know, he mentioned a lot of fake fans being there when, when these big programs come to the Sun Bowl or when they have relative success, but the reality is the faithful um, you know, have been really outspoken, um, you know, dating back to midpoint last year, just in their frustrations. So this is something that um, that can't be ignored. You know, I can understand Twitter trolls going at, at coaches and um, and, you know, uh, athletic department members and whatnot. I, I get that because that's the Internet. But when you have dedicated and passionate fans who's really have suffered um you know for a majority of the years that they've been a minor faithful you you got to pay attention to that that's very true our telephone number now in five five oh five six zero zero nine to get in on the program 600 espn el paso also on social media callaway checks in jerry kill is taking nmsu to consecutive bowl games he has that program going in the right direction utep has another pathetic loss and a losing season once again. Hashtag we suck again. That's, yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. You know, a lot of minor fans, no one's brought that up yet. Uh, 45 minutes down the street, UTEP's rivals, New Mexico State, have just won seven games or going back to a bowl game. They could be competing for a Conference USA championship. I'll tell you this, based on Western Kentucky today, not impressed. Aggie should beat them next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion, and you know I get it. Aggies won thirteen to seven against Middle Tennessee State. It wasn't exactly the greatest win for them, but they find ways to win. That's the difference between NMSU and UTEP. They find ways to close out games, and uh, you know, like the UTEP game. That one's close here and there. It's close, and they open it up, and then they shut. You know, they shut down UTEP in that game. Yeah, and so I'm I'm looking at these next couple games for the Aggies. I feel like they should be pretty confident just knowing how they've been playing recently. They have Auburn still sandwiched in between uh, their season finale. and I, I believe that season finale, by the way, is against Jacksonville State. And then they have the Western Kentucky game. But point is, if they beat Western Kentucky, they are going to be playing Liberty uh, for a Conference USA championship when it's all said and done. And for some minor fans, that's sickening uh, to hear about, knowing that UTEP and New Mexico State going into the year on paper Paper. Miners were yeah. projected higher than New Mexico State to finish better than New Mexico State this season. New Mexico State only had what four seniors on their roster. Now they've uh, you know turned around that talent pretty quickly. Back to back winning seasons for head coach Jerry Kill in his first two years. That'll drive minor fans crazy, knowing that this is year six of this current he- uh, head coaching regime right now, and they haven't had that success. They've went to one bowl game, and they'll have losing seasons for back-to-back years now. Manny David checks in, or actually this is going to be, uh, let, let's uh, go to Julio Aguilar. What happened to Aaron Dumas, the 
ex-America's running back. Is he still on the UTEP roster? Hashtag time for a change at UTEP. Yes, he is. Answer to that is yes, he is. He is just, he did not clear his waiver, my friend. Uh, Matthew Castro, does New Mexico State's athletic director Mario Mocha offer mentorship opportunities? I know Jim Center doesn't say much, but I'm sure he could benefit from learning the ropes from Mario. NMSU is doing more with less. Hashtag minor talk. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Let's go to Abe, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Uh, he's been patiently waiting here with us. 915-505-6009. We'll go as long as we get calls, uh, but we might check out a little early, knowing we've got some uh, minor hoops to talk about Monday. Abe, good evening. What's happening, man? Good evening. I know that you got to move forward. I think everything that I wanted to say has already been said about the football and just the, the hopefully we can have something to look forward to on the basketball season. Uh, like that previous caller said, timeouts, blah, 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 blah. And so, like I said, everything's been covered on it. Just uh, want to wish Keitha Adams excited to have her back here and, and, and have her succeed. Uh, even further. I agree with that, man. I, I'm with you there completely, Abe. You know, it's interesting. Keith Adams coming back into the mix. We talked about this on our pregame show, the tailgate show. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of hype around that women's basketball team, and rightfully so. They deserve all the hype and all the recognition that they can get. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks for for putting me on, Adrian. And uh, uh, the only thing, the only other thing that I uh, wanted to, I want to wish uh, Charlie Thrash. Uh, bittersweet farewell as we know that he's leaving now to to uh uh i guess further his career and everything but it was it was great to have him here uh for those four years and everything and we want to wish him this is a little breaking news for me i didn't know this no way you're kidding me he he told me that uh he had he had accepted the the deputy uh ad job at north texas Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. News right here. I mean, I mean, uh, you guys like, like you, Adrian. You're you guys are young in your in your career. You guys love what you do, and I know that in this industry, sometimes you're gonna move your family. You got to shift, you know, uh, things that you know, like in, in your families and as well and everything to get. But of course, we we want to wish them the best of luck and. Uh, uh, Man. Like it, 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 like the other people are saying, the people, the, uh, those of us that showed up today at that game, we are the faithful. Okay, correct. I I I grew up going. I'm in my fifties. I grew up going to these games in the 1980s, where uh, I could sit with my. I would I would go with my father, and my father would sit on the on the on the on the end of the press box side, and of course, you know, I'm. I'm in my teens, so I'm wandering around with friends and everything. And I could be on the other side, and we could actually talk to each other across the stadium, kind of like it was today, you know. So, I mean, I've I've been through the good, the bad, the ugly, but the people that were there, like tonight at the sum, we are the faithful. And yes, it's like it's it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but. The only other thing I have to say is go Miners. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this, uh, Abe, and I appreciate the phone call, man. People care. Your phone call tells me that there are still people who care so much and so deeply about this program, and they're not going to stop caring, regardless of the losses, regardless of the coaches, regardless of the frustration, regardless of anything. They're going to still care. And, you know, my dad is in that conversation as well. I mean, I I grew up going to every UTEP football game, and it's because he uh, grew up going to all the UTEP football games as well because his dad went to all the UTEP games.
games, my grandfather uh, as well. So it's like a generational thing. Maybe it's a generational curse. Why were we uh, born into this, guys? Why were we here in El Paso? Why did why did this happen to us? Why couldn't we have been born in Forty Acres or something like that over in Austin <laughs> or something something along those lines? But we were born here. You get you can't choose your team. You're just kind of born into it, right? Imagine you know being born you know early mid nineties. And then growing up a Texas Longhorn fan, and one of the first games you ever get to see on HD TV, mind you, one of the uh, first championships in high definition television, being USC versus Texas, and Vince Young being the quarterback that leads you to the promised land. Imagine that. Mm. No, we live in El Paso, you know. But th- there's been some, you know. I would have some- taken Boise, Idaho, <laughs> man. Come on. Yeah, th- there's been some flashes of it, and um, I-, I mean, in all seriousness, Agent, you mentioned it's a it's a generational curse. I th- I think that's just life. If yeah, being honest, <laughs> that's true. Hey, I hear you, Sal. Uh, let's keep things moving. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. A little breaking news there with Charlie, the Charlie Thrash stuff. Uh, Charlie Thrash, friend of the program. Uh, very, very big news if true. Let's keep things moving here on the program nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number to get into the program. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on social media. Orly is joining us next. Orly, good evening, man. What's happening? Yeah, I heard about the promotion in North Texas some time back. I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. He's got to move on. This program is in the free fall. You got to take an advantage when you can. Uh, North Texas is in a better conference, and it's going to be a lot greener pastures over there. Um, where do I start? I text you. Well, you know where you, where you can start, Orly? You can start with the timeout before they were about to punt on their opponent's 34-yard yeah. line. Yeah. Start there. And then you got uh, – I'm so tired of him. Um, you could call the plays from the, from the, from the sidelines, from the press, from the, from, from the stands. You know, someone brought it up there, 40 miles up the street from here. We've got up Interstate 10. you got a coach who's been there two years. Back to back. Who was just called? Who was the one that said we have a tough schedule? Was that Dimmel? That was Dimmel, yeah. You had a tough schedule, really? New Mexico State didn't have a problem with the schedule. They're seven and three, Coach Dimmel, and blew you out 28 to seven. And they're getting that coach at a cheaper cost. You've been here for six years, back to back losing season. I think you had five out of the six years you've been losing seasons. That's right. That's right. Five and of six. A, and, you're, and you're in a watered-down conference. Watered. You're someone called in. He was celebrating last week in Sam Houston. Really? You had to come back by 14 to a, uh, a team that was 0-8. Yeah, you how know, how could you so, get fired up about that? And it was a game-winning field goal by your kicker yeah. who struggled as well. You yeah. know, and I just – uh, Sanders has got to make a decision. Um, I heard a bunch of I got a, a bunch of my friends went UTEP fans went to the New Mexico State game instead today. They'd rather go see New Mexico State than UTEP. Wow, wow. What are you going to say? You know what? Because they have a product. They have an offense that people like. I, you you sit there and watch UTEP is like watching paint dry. It's, uh, it's frustrating. Grass, I mean, come on. It, there's the the lack of creativity is is there, but it's been Mario evident all Mo- season. Mario Mocha has done more for that program with less money. He knows 
coaching decision. He has hired, he had a bad basketball hire, but you know what? The guy has done a good job. Give their, I don't, I'm not an Aggie fan, but you know what? Give them their due. Uh, New University of New Mexico and UTEP are on the downward spiral. They're going up with less money than both programs. What does that tell you about the state of our our athletic department? Um, Something's got to be done. Uh, Look at Texas State University, one of the worst programs. When it got the coach from Incarnate Word, they're now at seven and three. They just game. beat Georgia Southern today, and and everybody might laugh at that, like, oh, who's Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern is like one of the best teams in the Sun Belt right now. They've the been Sun one Belt. of the best teams for a while they, too. They beat Baylor early in the season. Yeah, they took whole coaching staff and sent Carter Word. Now, in Carter Word's top five, maybe you need to go look at that athletic department and maybe hire that coaching staff. Maybe they, they may be one to step forward. Uh, no more retreads. No more local people. No more ex UTEP players. So you don't want any ex head coaches who've had maybe you know, a subpar success, and you don't want anybody with local ties. You just want the young guy who has. Uh, I want some. I, I, I'm tired of. Here we need to build the foundation. We're starting from the. We're going to build a foundation. Start with with college. Uh, High school students. You know what? We've had that for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Get a coach that's going to come in here. I don't care if he wins in two years and leaves. I want the quick fix. Yeah. And with the poll, you can do it now. I understand we don't have the money to play a lot of the NIL. But there's ball players that want, they want to transfer out. I feel sorry for some of the ball players out there today. They probably had opportunities to, to go to the portal but they got sold a bill of goods by this coach. We were expected a lot better than he's performed. After today, you're inside the five twice. It should have been 14 nothing. Yeah, that was all, all you could get was a field goal out of those two uh, long drives. And then I'd also throw that first drive out of the second half in that conversation as well. It's just it, it's it's frustrating, Orly. I hear you. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in here on the program. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere, social media, and then online, 600ESPNElPaso.com as well. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we'll continue here on Minor Talk. Uh, more in a moment, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, we are back. Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, along with Alberto Reta, Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. We're continuing here, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Mentioned the Oscar Adietta Agency earlier. Hey, I want to give a big shout-out to the Oscar Adietta Agency because they don't just help with auto insurance. In fact, you can bundle your insurance. I'm a prime uh, you know, person that you should look at. I actually use Oscar Adietta Agency as my insurance agent. They help me with my home insurance, my auto insurance, and they help me save by bundling those two insurances together. If you'd like uh, to learn more about their bundled solutions, whether it's auto insurance, life insurance, or home or even business insurance, check out the Oscar Adietta Agency online, 
OscarArietaAgency.com. They make it simple. And by the way, uh, as a year is winding down, always great to do an insurance review. See if you're saving the right kind of money. And uh, if you need to save some money paying high uh, insurance rates, check out the Oscar Arietta Agency. Maybe they can help you save some money in the long run. Uh, let's get out to some more on social media. We're going to take another break and then we're going to get to some awards and then look over uh, to the bye week and just kind of preview ahead of what's our programming uh, side of things here on Minor Talk as well. But before we do that, guys, this was the first game. UTEP went all orange as far as their uniform. Alberto, you tell me, what were your thoughts on this one? UTEP going all orange. Did you like it? Pick or pass? Did you like the orange uniforms? Uh, no, I don't really like them, and I'll tell you why. They don't match the end zones, like the new turf. Oh! So now you like the, mm. the problem that like I see like a lot of the times where I feel that UTEP okay. has is like, this problem of identity, and that just adds to it. Like You have one orange on that uniform and then your one orange on your field and then like another orange on your other stuff and it's just like well what orange is it and then it just it, it goes further in with your logos and so it's like be consistent I, right yeah, yeah but uh i usually do like color on color but not this time uh sal did you get a chance to see it what were your thoughts yeah i saw it on the uh on the broadcast uh i like it however I didn't think about those elements that he brought up, so I could see why somebody wouldn't like it. But somebody who's completely oblivious and clueless to it all, and I just want to throw it on on a, on a Saturday night because I normally listen to the broadcast. Right. I like it, though. I, I like the all one-color combo or helmet contrast the jersey and then the pants match the helmet um those are my things you either go all in or you got to have multiple matches okay i'm just going to continue to say that my favorite is the white i like the orange number two i'm just out on the blue so don't ask me about that one the all blue look and then i'm always going to prefer throwbacks to everything else uh caesar cubillos checks in on social media alumni pater pete's were in the house tonight but it wasn't enough Lots of homecoming fun. Just w- wish it included a win. Uh, great job, Cesar Cubillos. I loved what the dance team and the spirit crew showed uh, tonight. Israel Medrano said this. Did you know that you're uh, covering a horribly coached team uh, <laughs> when the media can't even get the score correct? Yeah, I put 10 on the 600 ESPN El Paso handle. Sorry about that, Israel. Uh, Paul Reynoso checked in and said they would be pretty much at rock bottom if that was the case. We're just above that, which is sad. Uh, that is also uh, Alexa at Westside915 checks in. I'm mind blown that UTEP has three wins and not zero wins. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Julio Aguilar. Um, no, we already talked about this one. This is Cesar Cubillos. Yes, we said our bye goodbyes to Charlie Thrash yesterday afternoon. Such an amazing guy, and we'll miss him. North Texas is getting an amazing man. I'm one of the diehards myself. I wasn't. I was such a fan that I was asked to try out for the cheer squad. Uh, it's coming from Ice Cubillos. Good stuff, Ice Cubillos. And yeah, we'll miss Charlie Thrash. Uh, the Guru checks in, bro. Time to move on from Dimmel, but Center doesn't have uh, the key to handle his business. <laughs> uh, that's coming in from him. Uh, this is coming from Rudy Martin. Or Marin. Excuses, excuses. Own up to the awful play calling. This is coming in from Trias Ganas. That's what you get uh, with your sorry product of football after this loss. Uh, this is coming from Joe Chacon. 
our man. Yes, I played offensive line once upon a time at Franklin to boot. They just had a class of 30-year celebration. I was part of the second graduated class and a first four-year class at the current school. Remember when we beat Lee in 97? I was part of that. Hashtag those are great times. Sal, you're going to have to entertain this. I can't. And I'm the Franklin guy. (laughs) You know what, man? Uh, Are you out now? I'll vouch for the aura that that he exudes to Minor Talk. How about that? I I believe it because I believe in it. Why? I don't know. I just do. Oh, man. Joe Chacon. Somebody asked What are we going to do with you? Uh, Tristan (laughs) Pence. Coach Dimmel is making excuses. Many of these injured injuries are players who are claiming to be hurt to save their eligibility. Yikes! He has not delivered here, and UTEP needs uh, at at UTEP, and he needs to be fired. Failure to do so will cause UTEP and Jim Center to uh, suffer an enormous loss of support. Now, to the point about many of these injuries are players who are claiming to be hurt but saving their eligibility, uh, yes, I've heard this behind closed doors. No, I don't want to get into who is on this chart. I think you can all make the um, assessment of who's kind of in that mix. Anybody who's played four games or less, anybody who was on the team or a projected starter or a starter on day one and isn't on the team or isn't on the sidelines or isn't wearing their jerseys no longer is maybe in that conversation. And if you just look at the sidelines, you'll you'll be able to tell. You just look at the opening day roster, look at the depth chart, uh, and you'll be able to tell right away who those players that Tristan Pence is talking about. Joe Chacon says this, don't forget you have an extra hour to have a drink tonight. You're welcome. Hashtag daylight savings time. Hashtag time for a shot. Alberto, does that mean you don't have to show up at at midnight? Does that mean that you can show up at like the second midnight? Or wait, does that mean you get an extra hour of work tonight? Because then uh, the <laughs> clocks turn back. I think it's around 2 so maybe you get a chance to get an extra hour tonight. Make sure you do because uh, that extra hour won't won't come out, man. Yeah, I just you know make sure to be here until six a.m. But I can't start thinking about time and going back and forth oh, because man. that starts getting complicated. I'll, I'll say this: just add one to the number of hours that you are for on schedule because the system. It's not going to recognize it, man. Yeah, they, they don't get daylight savings time. No, our <laughs> system does not. That's exactly right. You can so. add notes and stuff. Definitely, definitely. Hey, daylight savings time. I'll, I'll Shout vouch, out to that. Yeah. Uh, My second vouch of the night. Callaway checks in. Julio Lopez should be a candidate for the next UTEP uh, football coach with a background as a former player for the Miners and Montwood Rams. He has demonstrated his coaching abilities effectively at Eastwood, consistently making the program competitive each season. Hashtag minor talk. Um, hey, interesting point there, Callaway. I would even un- wonder if you know Julio Lopez would like to take a coordinator or you know maybe a uh, like a director of football operations job to help recruit and stuff like that. But your point about him getting better year after year—that's definitely true. That program continuously gets better and better. Uh, this is coming in from Jorge Pede. Uh, worst onside kick ever. Don't let the door kick you on the way out. Uh, Alberto, you felt a way about that onside kick. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, it was just uh, the ball got to like the 40-yard line. It was it more was, like a pooch onside punt, right? Yeah, they were saying on stream that they thought maybe it was a pooch kick to see if the receivers would fumble the ball, but they didn't. So 
It just it's it's foolish to put all your hopes in an onside kick. So, Alberto, give me your full thoughts on this game. You you didn't get a chance to give us your thoughts, so go ahead. Uh, I think it's just frustrating. It's no, there's no need to go on. Um, yeah, it's really sad thinking about like the guys that don't want to play or the guys that are just thinking about themselves. But it's good to see guys like Kate. You know, the guy keeps going out there and, and trying hard and, and putting up good performances. Um, it's also good to see the El Paso guys doing cool things. So, you know, those are the guys that seem to be the ones that want to be out there. But apart from that, yeah, it's it's been a rough season. I think that a lot of people are coming for Jim Center for some reason. I don't really like that. I think that he just for he hasn't addressed the head coaching position in public just to not draw more attention to it. But he will at the end of the season. But I think he's done a good job overall apart from that. So to try to come for Jim Center. Is kind of foolish. But. So I, I think a lot of people feel, or there's some people who are divided about this. Some people are putting it on the ads because on the ad because they want to hold him accountable for not, in their eyes, holding the coaching staff accountable. And also they'll say, "Hey, look, Jim Center, you were the one who gave him an extension. You were the one who kind of came into that." So that's where their frustration is building from. But to your point, there are fans who say, "Hey, hey, hey, you can't put the blame on the athletic uh, director." on this one put it on the head coach put it on the man who's in charge put it on the guy who's uh losing right now and they've said hey look jim center at the same time he hired kevin baker who had success he brought back keith adams he had hired joe golding who fans um you know are liking a little bit here early on into the process hired ben wallace who's had success at the volleyball side on the volleyball side of things granted hasn't worked out in sports like softball soccer so far uh but, yeah, I mean, there's there are fans who think that way, too. So I think it's split right now, Alberto. I think there are fans who are warranted for their frustrations, not just with uh, the coaching staff on the football side of things, but maybe the athletic department as a whole. And on the flip side, those who defend the athletic department or the higher-ups, specifically Jim Center, they're also making points like, hey, look, look at what's going on across, uh, you know, across uh, the board for UTEP and what they're kind of having to fight against and kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt but it's an interesting point for sure hey what we're going to do right now let's take our final timeout. when we come back we'll hand out some awards we'll also hit our uh legal update as well as you're listening to minor talk brought to you by the oscar ID at the agency winding up here next on 600 espn el paso Minor Talk is back. We're presented by the Oscar ID at the Agency. Check them out online, OscarIDAtTheAgency.com. For your home, auto, life, even business commercial insurance, that's the Oscar ID at the Agency as we continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to duck in a late phone call, what do you say, Sal? Let's just get to some awards and let's start wrapping this one let's up. Let's do it. Uh, let's start off with our hot hand of the game. It is presented by Wind Supply El Paso, our great friends, Wind Supply El Paso. They're awesome team. By the way, Wind Supply El Paso came through and they actually won our uh, KLAQ 
Halloween Parade. Uh, you know, they, they won the Best Business Award for their awesome float. So uh, love the Wind Supply El Paso team, and they always bring us the Hot Hand Award after every UTEP football game. And in this one, we got to give it to Kelly Akari. Another game, over 100 receiving yards in this one. Five catches, 141 uh, for receiving yards. He had that 62-yard touchdown grab. Uh, seven targets today for Kelly Akari. What a baller he has been over the past couple weeks. First minor since Jacob Cowing to have back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. Uh, that is all Kelly Akari right there, and he is the hot hand of the game, presented by Wind Supply El Paso. You can stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso and see why home builders makes them uh, make them their trusted HVAC system supplier. Check them out for rebates online today, windsupplyelpaso.com. Let's head over to our new start homes drive of the game. Uh, this is hard. This I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is a tough one. I mean, yeah, sure, we could give it to the uh, field goal drive that was eight minutes long and that went not 59 yards. But I think you're going to have to just give that touchdown drive those three plays, uh, 75 yards, and it was the Cade McConnell touchdown pass to Kelly Akari because that came out of nowhere and people did. I, I didn't see that one coming. Start of the fourth quarter for the Miners. Their their backs were against the wall at that point and they scored a touchdown late uh, to try to come back regardless uh, nothing would uh, work out in the miners favor late in this one as Western Kentucky scored right away uh, after that one distanced themselves a little bit more and then uh, they were able to finish this one out but nonetheless when uh, excuse me new start homes uh, is El Paso's top mobile home dealer. They also have a location out in Las Cruces. New Start Homes has affordable builds starting at just $75 per square foot. They've got a location in El Paso and Las Cruces, just like I mentioned it. Check them out online, w- newstarthomes.net. Now let's get to my uh, one of my favorite awards here on Minor Talk. It is our Stanley Steamer, steamroller of the game. This is an easy one. The steamroller of the game tonight is Tyrese Knight. Another double-digit tackle game for him. 13 total tackles, including a tackle for loss, two pass breakups for Tyrese Knight. What a game for him. The senior standout, he is exceptional week in and week out, and he showed up again. This is I, I think we got to start counting how many Stanley Steam, Steamer Steamroller of the Game Awards he's won on the season because he's absolutely bald. That is Tyrese Knight, starting linebacker for the Miners. Hey, by the way, Stanley Steamer technicians, they're professional. Professionally trained, they're certified to deep clean your space using their powerful equipment, their proven and reliable process, and their family safe cleaning solutions. That's Stanley Steamer. They're locally owned and operated, and they've got locations out in here in El Paso and Las Cruces. They make it easy to schedule their cleaning with their online instant quote tool, their 24-7 availability. Give them a call, 915-591-2905. That's 915-591-2905. Or visit their website for Stanley Steamer to uh, book your cleaning today with Stanley Steamer. And that is how we will start winding things up here on the program, guys. It's the bye week. No football next Saturday, a week from today. But all UTEP basketball, that is right. We're getting underway with our coverage. UTEP McMurray will be at 
at, we'll be out at the district after the game, 32-33 North Mesa. So join us. If you're going to watch some UTEP hoops against McMurray on Monday, we will be out at the district after the game. Thanks to everybody who is out there tonight. Uh, it was a great crowd out there, and we had a great time passing out those T-shirts and interacting with our listeners here after this one. Sal, as we wrap things up, any final thoughts? UTEP is now 3-7, and seven, officially out of bowl contention. Uh, next up on the road against Middle Tennessee. Final thoughts here today before we wind, wind things up. Uh, you know what? If if you're trying to do something at the next level, just try to write out these last two games, man. That's that's really all, all I could think of. And you mentioned Tyrese Knight. You know, you got to stuff the stat sheet if you're Tyrese Knight. Show why you're one of, if not the best in con- uh, linebackers in Conference USA. So I think just try to pad your stats and, you know, feel good on the way out. Uh, Alberto, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that, Sal. And yeah, let's see how these guys can try to boost their NFL draft stock, specifically Tyree Snyde. Alberto, women, uh, women's basketball gets underway. It's the doubleheader. It gets started Monday, four o'clock tip off. Then it's the men at seven o'clock. Your thoughts on the basketball season just getting started? I'm ready to get going on this. Yeah, I'm excited to see some uh, good ba- basketball. I think that um, women's uh, had a great season last year. Men's. Uh, had a great season too. Just a lot of things didn't go their way, but I think that it's going to be a fun year this year. New coach Keith Adams is back, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens indeed. For Alberto Reta, I'm Adrian Bradis. Sal Montes, our co-host, as always, signing off and saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar ID at the agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.